0: Okay, okay. We are officially live. We are just to Literally just called back. Okay. Hello, hello. Come on in, guys. Just waiting for Landon to come in. He's just getting it ready. So just bear with us a few moments. Yes, go ahead and share. Share, share, share. Hello, welcome in. Some of you have got some very funky looking names. You can change your name at the top. I think you just click on the profile. Yeah, so you go into the, press the top icon Go to the profile, and then I believe you can change your name there, and then that way it doesn't come up so wonky. (laughs) Okay, Landon is officially in here. Now I just got to get him on this live. Bear with us a few minutes, guys. Okay.
1: Hello, hello, hello.
0: Okay, perfect. Now we got him in here. Woohoo! Alrighty. <clears throat> Just waiting for a few more people to come in. And then if you do, that's great. If not, it is what it is. Perfect. Okay, Catherine is here. Woohoo! Alrighty, guys. So today was supposed to be about the Duggers part two, uh, but unfortunately, All week, starting Sunday, actually, last week, I was not well. In fact, I was pretty sick, and I was not well on Monday. I was not well on Tuesday. I barely made it through my video calls for the week, and I had an overabundance of like half and half video calls. It was a crazy week. And then on top of that, I had 10 emails due by the end of the week. And everyone was freaking out because they didn't get their emails done. And I'm not as of yet, and I was like, oh my God. So it's just been an overwhelming week, but I managed to get through all of it. So because I did not have to do this live uh, with the Duggars, it gave me some time to catch up on the email side of things. So we are good to go. Okay.
1: Hello, everybody coming in. Hello, Jackie, Jessica, Amanda Skitts.
0: Yes, yes, she is definitely on a roll. Hello, Edith. I try to be on a roll. I try. <laughs> um, okay, so tonight we are going to just be doing a Liz and Landon bearing it all. So uh, we will, we have a bunch of questions you guys have asked us in the past that we're going to talk about. A couple of questions I've already answered a few times as well, but people keep asking them. So we might. Entertain them again a second time around, um, yeah. And uh, hopefully you learned something about us today. Uh, alrighty. So obviously, um, I'm gonna go first. <laughs> uh, now, our, my first, 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 first question is, what is our favorite things to do together? Like, what do we like to do for fun? Me and you.
1: Everything. <laughs> <laughs> and we do everything together. We go Pokemon hunting. We go like shopping together. We go people watching together <laughs> swimming together. Literally anything. Even when you're doing your TikToks, I'm standing there in the background with you. Doing anything with you is the best.
0: Absolutely. Absolutely. It's wait, been wait, to talk
1: to Catherine. <laughs> what are your favorite things, Catherine? <laughs>
0: Uh, we love uh, bedging out and hanging out. Um, uh, like Landon said, our favorite thing recently is to going swimming lately because we have access to a pool. So why not take advantage of it? We definitely like going Pokemon hunting, especially on our golf carts. So, um, and we are big gamers. And obviously we cannot forget wrestling. We are obsessed with wrestling, which, by the way, there is a wrestling event on Saturday. So that will be money in the bank. So we'll definitely be watching. woo
1: Right, yeah, we like doing wrestling. I think also the one tradition that me and you started with wrestling, which was like right in the beginning of our relationship, which wasn't even a relationship. It was like our friendship, uh, was we went to a wrestling, uh, live wrestling together and I got floor seats and you were not on the floor. And I was like, come sit with me on the floor seats. And ever since then, every time we go to an event, or anything wrestling wise, we have to be on the floor. Like, and I will never settle for anything less than that.
0: Uh, yeah, Uh, that actually was an interesting day. Um, I was still married to somebody else. I was with him. Uh, we were front first row, behind the floor seats and he was in a very bad mood and I remember Landon and my other friend were over at the front and they kept telling me to come and because my ex didn't want to go so I'm like fuck it I'm going so yes it was definitely fun how long have we been together um it'll well we've it's oh coming up on six years that we've known each other we started dating in uh, January, Sorry, it'll so it'll be six
1: years that we have been together. It is going to be seven years that we've known each other. No, yeah, no, you're
0: not. It's six years we've known each other as of August, and then six years that we've been together as of January. Uh-huh. Alrighty. Uh huh. da da. I love the golf carts and people watching. Absolutely. It is an interesting thing to do out where we've been hanging out. <laughs>
1: I mean, how can you not? How can you not, people-watch? There are so many crazy people (laughs) all over the place.
0: (laughs) Yes, which we'll talk about that a little bit later, too. All righty. Landon's going to ask the second question here.
1: All right. The second question is, uh, people would like to know if we plan to have any kids. We get this question all of the time. (laughs) definitely
0: do not plan to have any children we have my daughter who is 21 and I just I don't know like we did want to have a kid for a while there and then the years started to pass by and it's like I don't want to have a 21 year old and a baby like I've already done it I don't want to do another 20 years of like taking care of a kid so that's kind of my reasoning behind it
1: Um, I would I would have to agree to that like I would say in the first like two years that we were together um, I did want to have a kid but that first two years that we were together was so crazy that there was no way that I could put that uh, selfish want above the situation that we were going through. Like you were going through your divorce, my divorce was ending and being finalized. Like the living situation, we were from two different countries. Like it was just too much. And then to throw a child into that mix, no. And then I thought about it, like, you know, obviously with Selena, it was like, okay, she was 16 at the time. And it's like, uh, and then she turned 17. And then it's like, oh my God, she's literally almost out the door at this point. Why would I want, to like trap myself in another 18 years when I'm literally at the finish line. So I actually really enjoy our adult life and there's so many other kids out there. So I just don't think that it's necessary. If me and Liz do decide one day down the road that we want to have some sort of child in our life, we'll probably end up like just finding an LBGTQ kid on the streets and be like, Hey, come stay with us. Let us help you out and help you get on the right track like that would probably be the best thing for us
0: you can babysit mine oh yeah catherine will babysit them in exactly five years
1: yeah when they're teenagers <laughs> that maybe because i like hanging out with teenagers yes yes and we
0: definitely, and we definitely do need, a, need, a, need a hat in the backyard, backyard, backyard for Catherine. yeah
1: catherine yeah catherine will be our like child she'll be in the backyard in the hut you'll we'll have to go check on her before she goes nuts <laughs> up
0: all righty now my turn to ask a question now, of all the places we've traveled and we've traveled quite a bit of places, what is your favorite place that we have been to thus far
1: Wow um damn uh, that is a that is a that is a tough question. I was not prepared for that i don't i don't even know um every place that we I go with you is so special to me because it's the first time that both of us are seeing it. In that moment together so I think anywhere like I loved going to Kingston with you I loved doing that like ghost tour and stuff with you I loved driving out to Newfoundland not necessarily all the crap that happened in Newfoundland but just our journey that way even our journey when we were going over to Colorado when we went from Colorado back up to Canada back down like going on those ferry boats across Michigan like I, there's so many. I can't pick one. I can't. And I'm excited about our next journey, which those will probably be even more of a where my favorite place would be.
0: <laughs> Just tell me you're obsessed with each other and everything. Oh, yeah, we definitely are. We are without a doubt. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, now your turn to ask me a question.
1: Okay, um, if we could go anywhere, where would you like to go if we had, like, unlimited funds?
0: Easy. Disney World, like, Disney World, Universal, Disneyland, China, Disney, like, all of the Disneys all around the world. That is what I would love, love, love to do.
1: Yeah, I figured all the Disney's, I didn't even need to ask that question. That was the question that somebody else asked, but I already knew that answer. Liz is totally, totally obsessed with Disney. So she's already told me that that is a plan that she wants to do is visit all the Disney's all around the Paris and everywhere. So I knew that question. All right, it's your turn.
0: All righty. Okay, here we go. Now we're getting interesting here. What was your freakiest encounter since being with me? Uh
1: none really freaked me out, but you know what um that one time that one time when we were in Ontario and we went to that cemetery and like out of nowhere when we were there and you like got grabbed by that spirit and you freaked the fuck out and like You ran out of there like a bat out of hell. That was like, just to see the terror in your eyes, I think that was what was freaky for me was because it was like, you can see them, and you can talk to them, and it still freaked you out, like, when person was with us, (laughs) for a lighter note. You know, they were scared. I'm not really easily scared, but when they were scared, it was like, okay, I could see why they were scared because they can't see or talk to anything, so they have no idea what the fuck's going on. But you were like, you could see and talk, and you were like, I'm getting the fuck out of here, and you just took off. So I think that was probably the only one I can think of.
0: Yeah, that one was a pretty scary one, I'm not going to lie, because my arm, like, he was pulling on me pretty significantly. So just to give you guys kind of a little background on it, we love going to graveyards during the day, not at nighttime, um, to kind of see if I can pick up on energy. This is what I used to do before I got busy, busy, crazy, busy. And I would pick up on energy to see if I can kind of guide spirits out of the cemetery because there's a lot of old stale spirits, especially this cemetery, this cemetery, like most of the people in there were at least there for a hundred years plus. So there was a man in there, um, who was trying to get my attention. He wasn't even the spirit I was trying to communicate with, but he was kind of pulling me my attention. So I kind of went over to him and he wanted me to tell him like, like where his woman was basically. And I was like, uh, I don't know. Like I, we'd have to find out, but he wasn't willing to work with me. He had no interest in doing anything. Then he's like, I need to find my family. And I'm like, I mean, I, I can try to help you, but you can't be so aggressive. Like we, it's a process, you know? And, he didn't like that, so he grabbed my arm. And like, I've never had a spirit grab my arm so significantly. Like, I know he was military, and so he had this very forceful, aggressive energy about him. But yeah, that did freak me out too. That was a while ago, but that's a good one to remember. Thank you for bringing, you for that, bringing one
1: that one up. Hello, Julie. Uh, I remember, li- I remember Landon. Telling a story. Yeah, that was when I was a teenager. That was not when I was with Liz. So, this specific question was what was the scariest thing since I've been with Liz? Uh, so, that was, I was a teenager. So I was probably like maybe 14 for that story. And she did end up coming back. Obviously, she lived in the house. She had to come back. But uh, it took her a few hours chilling outside. And obviously, if we go to Paris, uh, Catherine will have to come with us because we do not speak French. So Catherine would have to be our uh, guide in speaking all the French for us to order us food.
0: And and ordering us food. food. That's what I
1: said, ordering us all the food at all the restaurants because we don't speak French. So she'd have to do it for us. (laughs) See, that's all I know. Je uh, je m'appelle Landon. That's it. So I'd just be telling everybody my name and I would say nothing else because I have no idea what else to say.
0: All right. Your turn to ask a question
1: all right uh well i guess the same question what is your freakiest encounter since you've been with me
0: oh my god okay so i i've tried to think about like a million different options but i want to talk about the most recent so when we were living in newfoundland the house that we were in was hella haunted like I don't know what in the hell was going on there, but there were spirits coming out the wazoo. And they were like, there was um, an older couple there, like a male and female that were both dead. Uh, I think they were a couple for sure. There were cats and dogs there. There was also like an unidentified woman. And then there was all of the Eileen craziness going on because Eileen was feeding off of all the other spirits' energy. Energy.
1: You know what? I changed my mind. I changed my mind. I changed my mind. Now that you talked about that, um, I would say the spirit that lived in that room the room that shall not be named the
0: room that, the, shall
1: not that we never went in the oh, room yes. the the room that we just because every time we opened that room it was excessively cold in there and i'm not talking like a normal cold or anything this room was like below freezing every time you went in there and the you the the vibe that came off of that room we never went in this room okay uh-huh. and then they
0: we went in there, we there one
1: one. I went in there one time to grab a dresser out of there that was in there, uh, and that is it. Uh, but Riddle had the teddy bear oh my God. that he ripped to shreds, Yes, yes.
0: He likes and, so
1: he likes and like literally and ripped it to shreds, and all the stuffing was out of it. And then somehow it was in the podcast room, in the recording room, and then somehow it disappeared. We had no idea where this bear went. We were like, okay, uh, whatever, we'll find it eventually. Well, then, lo and behold, all of a sudden, Riddle comes out with this bear, like, a week later. And then I look down the hallway, and that door is open. And I'm like, how the f- did this door get open? And where the fuck did you get that from? And obviously, it had to be in that room. But then that wasn't the freakiest thing that happened. The freakiest thing that happened is this bear was full of stuffing again and re-sewn back up. Who the hell did that? That was freaking wild because I did not sew that bear back together. You don't sew shit, so you didn't sew that bear back together, <laughs> like, and the stuffing from the bear was still on the floor downstairs.:
0: Yeah, we have a video of all of that that transpired on YouTube somewhere. It was pretty crazy, actually. <clears throat> yeah, basically we we were already leaving, like this literally happened the 15th of April, and we left on the 23rd so or the 22nd 22nd so like we were already heading out that way but yeah i was getting crazier and crazier as we got in there like the lights were constantly like we had like all these lights we had so much go on at this house it was
1: insane and i did forget i honestly i didn't forget because we actually were just talking about this the other day but i was thinking like just now i'm sitting here thinking like you know what that was probably more freakier because we knew who the guy was that touched your arm (laughs) And we knew why you were freaked out because it was like a soldier. and He was like demanding you to help him, which obviously is scary. But this is unknown. This is an un- we have no idea what it is that's in that room. We have no idea who or what could we, stuff we, a, a toy back together and sew have, it back up our, together. We have like,
0: our suspicions. Like uh, an entity, which is why yeah, I think why it's an entity really because father or give it life.
1: Right, we tried to stay away from it, which is why we shut it out in the room even, and didn't go in that's, there.
0: That's We didn't even really talk about it. Right, we like didn't talk about we
1: it. Not. Right, we're talking about it now because we're not in the home yeah. anymore. But I think that's the one thing that people don't realize with entities. And so if you guys have questions about entities, this is a good note to take down. The more fear and the more thought and the more anything you give it, the, any energy that you give it, it's going to grow. So we wanted to keep it as... Low energy is possible. The, the people that we were renting this house from did have a teenage daughter who had her boyfriend living in the home with them and they lived downstairs in the basement in the room next door. So obviously we all know as teenagers, I did it as teenagers, Lid did it as a teenager. We all played with Ouija boards. It wouldn't surprise me if these kids did that and they just didn't close it out properly and something ended up staying in the home. So I feel like that's what happened. I definitely feel like it was an entity, but I I mean, to sew a toy back together. I mean, that's a little crazy. if You ask me.
0: (laughs) Alrighty. Um, okay. Now, uh, I did also want to mention the house in Buffalo. So when we were in Buffalo, uh, for a short period of time, we were living in a very not living, but we were visiting. And I should say a very, um, rustic area, a lot of old buildings around and there was a house i used to take the dogs acro- around the 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 block. That's all i would do because it was also kind of a uh, hey, uh, let's shiv each other kind of street as well. So um anyways, i stayed away from the crazy side of the street, but anyways there was a house And I kept seeing this little girl, like, in the window. And I I knew it wasn't a real person anymore. It was obviously a spirit. And the more I would pass by, the more information I would get. And basically, this kid would, like, tell me that the mom and the dad would, like, lock her up there. She had other siblings, but they didn't like her. And she ended up dying in that house. A house fire. I was trying really hard to work with her to get her out of the house because... Kind of like in the sh- movie Beetlejuice, like not that spirits get trapped in the house and, and stay there, but they, if it's, if it's their comfort, they will stay in the spot and they don't know how to like get out. So I was trying to help her, but unfortunately we did not have enough time to stay and help her completely leave. But I feel like I made some sort of connection to her.
1: Is that better, Amanda?
0: Oh, I'm sorry.
1: I like to keep my mic a little bit away from my mouth. Uh, Liz does too, because she's a very loud talker, but she's using my headphones, so they are turned down a little bit here. Uh,
0: When you guys Uh, moved from the house, did you guys tell people about the
1: house? I did answer that question and say, no, we haven't said anything about it until now. Only some of our friends knew, but we didn't tell it like, anybody publicly we we,
0: we did make a video montage, montage on YouTube which, which I, have, I have available to back but that one has to be one
1: of them um yeah we definitely moved out uh we definitely moved obviously we do not live there anymore it it happened and we left like only a couple weeks later there was a lot of stuff that happened in the house obviously there was a lot of a lot of activity our lights went out uh we had several uh boxes for our strip lights that uh, burnt like physically set on fire inside the box. They were melted and stuff like that, which was crazy So and we always had issues uploading the podcast or issues with recording They would mess with our stuff like not only this the spirits that we do uh, these uh, Cases on already mess with our equipment, but the ones in the house mess with it even more
0: I only only with, with my episodes from I think January because uh, she wanted me to like put a stop on all of the other episodes and just do hers. So that's kind of what happened. But then her and I, she, we came up with an agreement that she was okay with. So she stopped being so aggressive.
1: Guys, the echo is happening because me and Liz are literally sitting next to each other with mics. And so we have to mute our mics when either one of us is talking because we're literally right next to each other. Uh, So if Liz forgets to mute her mic, I'm sorry if you hear an echo because we are in a room and it's not very, it's very open, a very open space.
0: Yeah, Eileen, I like met her December 31st, I believe is when we met her 30th, one of those days. And that's kind of when things started to progress there. Um, the, yes, next, next question is for you, my love. Oh, oh, sorry. Uh, It's my question. All right. Now, a lot of people have been asking about Landon and him being trans and his transition. So I figured that maybe you can give us a couple of stories, uh, sorry, a couple of details about your story. Like maybe, you know, when you came out, when you realized you were who you were on the inside, Kind of thing
1: well i've i have said this in the past uh, i have said this to a lot of people um i knew uh there was something missing uh inside probably i was very young so i would say i can remember i was back to being like four years old uh it just felt like a big hole like right in the center of my stomach just missing just something missing always something missing um <clears throat> i uh didn't really understand what that was obviously at four years old and being trans was obviously not something people (coughs) talked about back in the nineties at all. Um, and there was really no trans person around that. Like anybody showed me my mother, uh, whole side of the family being extremely religious. Of course, they're going to keep me away from that stuff. My dad's side of the family was not, uh, that religious. Uh, I did have two, Gay uncles growing up. So I did see a little bit, but they kind of kept things like under wraps and kind of try to keep things as normal as possible. So like when my two uncles ended up having partners, they would just bring them over and it'd be like, this is your new uncle. And it's like, when you're a kid, you don't think about that. You're not like, oh, they're gay. Like, no, you're just like, wow, I got all these uncles. As I got older, I started realizing, hey, I have all these uncles, but I have no aunts. That's weird. Uh, What's up with that? Uh, but then, obviously, I knew I was always attracted to girls my whole life. I knew that. Um, I did not come out until I was i was younger, but completely come out to my family. I was about 15, uh, not trans. I did not tell them that because I still didn't know what that was at the time. My family was okay with uh, me liking females. They were totally okay with that. When I did come out as trans, uh, my family was not very accepting, uh which is kind of a huge shock to me because they didn't really care that i liked females that wasn't what they had a problem with uh they just have a problem because they do not understand transgender and they still don't to this day and i've pretty much been shunned by everyone in my family and it's still that way to this day
0: it's pretty sad actually um you know being a mom of a kid who's trans as well like knowing what Landon went through, like, I could never in, like, a million years do that to my kid, and, um, you know, I'm glad because I was kind of her shield, right, so because I already knew the kind of reaction my family was going to give, because my family, when they found out Selena was trans, they became, well, is it because you hang out with Landon, and your ex-husband was, you know, trans as well, like, is that why your daughter's trans, and it would be like, that's a very, What people don't realize, it's a very ignorant statement to make because that's not at all how it works in any capacity. Nobody who is trans, like genuinely trans, wants this for themselves.
1: Yeah, that's the thing that really, that's the thing that kind of really gets me is like, especially in the world that's going on today, like people think by your kid sitting with a drag queen that's going to make them gay. That's not how it works, people. It really doesn't work that way. And I'm not talking about anybody in here. This is more or less for anybody that listens outside of this live that isn't a follower of us and they just end up coming up on this. Your kid is not going to turn gay from listening to a drag queen or being around a gay person. My mother... Uh, tried to take me away from my father because she did not want me around my Uncles because she thought that that would make me gay, but it's like uh, it, uh, If if I was to be around my gay uncles that would make me quote-unquote heterosexual and not trans you know what I'm saying that that would be the logic behind that you know I would like men because they like men so they'd be throwing men in my face all the time so like to to that kind of logic is really just crazy to think that way. People are born this way. We're all born this way. And the problem is, is that we don't know what it is because nobody talks about it. Like no parents go out there and they're not telling their kids like, oh, some girls like girls, some some guys like guys, some some. Girls uh, are guys on the inside some guys are girls on the inside like nobody is explaining this to children They just don't know
0: absolutely Absolutely. and then one common mistake everyone makes and I'm gonna point this out because people do not Realize how hurtful this is unless you are genuinely in it And I see it happening way too often even with readings a lot of people come to me a lot You have no idea how many people it's actually crazy that will come to me and they have trans children trans partners trans uh, friends trans whatever trans grandchildren if a child or a person has come to you and said, I am male, that is my identity. That is that is what I identify as. Right there in that moment, stop gendering them female or male, whatever gender it is. Because not only are you creating a stigma for that person who's already come out to you already, they want to be known as that person. So now you got to make the efforts. Everyone's going to make mistakes. We get it. We get that people will make mistakes. But you have to relearn on how to do it it's it's not it's not hard my daughter was born male i she was 17 when she came out she's my only kid i've only have one kid that's it and i was always calling her by her dead name and also you know him 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 i unlearned that and now i call her by her real name her her legal name now her her preferred genders and all that stuff her f- preferred um What is it called? (laughs) Damn. But anyways, she she just likes being called she, she, she. So I hear people all the time. They'll be like, my son is trans. And then they will not engage in the gender they want to be. So biggest mistake, that is the easiest thing you can do. And you know what? Eventually, you'll get used to it. Trust me. I can do it. You guys can do it.
1: So Jackie's told you pronouns. Pronouns. Thank you. Yeah, that is that is a that is a very big thing. So if your kids come to you, even if I get it. Like a lot of people are also using this background stigma like, oh, kids don't know. Kids do know. I'm going to tell you they know. I knew. I went as far as putting like miracle Grow down on my privates to grow male genitalia. Because again, nobody was telling me that I could not grow this. And my dad was a gardener and he put miracle Grow on all of his damn vegetables. And these things grew as big as can be. So I was like, hey, that's got to work for me. As a kid, nobody's stopping me. Nobody's telling me nothing. So I'm going to try this out. Obviously, it did not work, which was a real huge bummer to me. And when I was a kid, and you know, I did everything I could to make myself more as the gender I am on the inside. And I think you have to just like watch your kids and like engage, talk to them, even if they don't know, even if one day they wanna be, you know, a cat, the next day they wanna be a a girl or the next day they wanna be a guy, you gotta just like go with it because when you embrace them, that allows them to be comfortable with making choices where kids, they look to their parents, they look to see how you're going to react. And if you react badly, they might shut that out. And that's exactly what happened to me as my parents reacted pretty badly, and then I just like suffered by pushing and pushing everything down and not accepting who I am to appease my family. But in turn, it made me extremely suicidal, and it made me very angry at the world, uh, very spiteful towards the world. Like, and I don't think people realize what you, what damage mentally you're doing to somebody when you just can't let them experience and live until they've made that choice.
0: Absolutely. And most people in the world now, like most of us work in some sort of environment where we work with people. It is very easy to stop gendering people like it happens too often we'll go out some people will call Landon by the, his proper pronouns some people will go out of their way to say things like thank you ladies thank you miss and it's the most, the, most or the one very, ma'am very, ma'am right, ma'am, right? ma'am all like he had on his face like it just drives me absolutely insane you can unlearn these habits you don't need to say ma'am sir you can say hi thank you very much for coming in did you find everything okay have a nice day you don't need to gender people and that is something we need to unlearn as a society anyways I can talk, about, talk about just, that all day
1: yep yeah, or just a thank you like we we need to take the the I get it back in the old days it was very common yes. for people yes. to say sir and ma'am it was very very common but nowadays you can't do that because you just don't know so you could you just got to take gender out of it Thank y'all for coming, like make it totally genderless, uh, you know, or gender inclusive, like y'all guys, whatever, like you don't need to add the extra ness along on the back. Absolutely. absolutely. Anyways, now let's move on. We'll move on to the next question. All right. This one's for you. Uh, tell us about your time, uh, with Beth Chapman in Colorado. Oh my
0: goodness, Beth Chapman. Okay, so guys, at the time I was in Colorado, I wasn't doing mediumship in the way I was. I was, I was actually like educating myself on mediumship at the time. So when I was in uh, Aurora, Colorado, we were really close to the place of where the the film, you know, the, the movie, the Batman movie happened. We were like right there. But anyways, I was constantly hearing s- people screaming. It was actually crazy. But anyways, I kept hearing contact my husband, contact my husband, contact my husband. And I was like, what the hell? And I had no idea. And then I started to look into it. and Like I saw Beth's face and I was like, oh, my God. So I knew at the time she was dying. And I think she was kind of like in the middle of that transitional period and like telling him like everything's going to be fine. She wanted me to message him. And I was like, oh, my God, I am not doing that. I was not confident enough at that time to do it. But I did, and I should have. And I'm kicking my butt, myself in the butt now. I wish I had actually reached out. Not that he would have ever seen my messages, but it would have been kind of cool because she believed in a lot of that. And I think maybe he would have listened if I had a bigger platform somehow. But, yeah, I just wanted to g- tell you guys about that. So, yeah, thanks for asking.
1: I just wanted to touch a little bit on here. Uh, someone asked a question up here. Do you think maybe you had a past life that you were born male? Absolutely. In most of my past lives, I believe that I was a male and I know I was a male and I did some pretty sketchy things a couple of times in my past lives, um, which ultimately led me to my demise today, being born in a female body, uh, but being Uh, you know, transgender and being male on the inside. So we gotta learn why we are where we are in this day and time to be able to fix those things. And pretty much, I would say the last, I don't know, maybe like seven, eight years, I have definitely dove into that and like started to soul search as to why was I born this way? Um, And then I obviously found out why Uh, I am, you know, cursed, I say, I say cursed, (laughs) but uh, I I wouldn't say that, but that's the only uh, logical explanation I could say. Cursed and why I am now struggling with being who I am. Thank
0: you. All right. I'm going to send this question off to you. How did you guys get engaged?
1: we got engaged just like everybody else gets engaged. What did you do? Well, obviously, I did pretty much what every other guy does. Took you out to dinner. We went to a nice, fancy restaurant. Then, well, it's not really that fancy anymore, but uh went to a nice restaurant a place that you haven't really ever experienced too much which was the olive garden and we went there and i proposed to you on friday the 13th literally a day before covid ran rampant through the entire world
0: pretty crazy and dramatic for sure yes um it's weird because i guess what i was i was gonna fill in on the engagement side of things so obviously you guys uh, some of you guys have probably watched love is blind so love is blind had just started like february before the first season ever before we had gotten engaged and everyone on the show got engaged and engagement enga- like it was literally all around us like I, everything i've seen i found a doll that was like um a wedding doll. Like there was so many crazy things. It was so wild. So it was like, I knew it was coming. He knew it was coming, but it was kind of cool. We got all these great signs showing us it was going to happen.
1: Absolutely. Uh, No, she did not. Okay. Okay. She, she obviously knew at some point that I was going to propose to her because I told her that I was going to propose to her. Now, did she know when? No, she had no idea when she didn't, She didn't know. Now the thing that is also a misconception with people is a lot of people ask Liz all the time um, Can Liz see her own future? The answer is yes and no Um, She can see little glimpses of things that might happen but she can't see what she could see for some random person like if like let's say Catherine got on a video call and was doing a psychic session with Liz like Liz could see so many things going on for Catherine, whereas for herself she might only pick up on one or two things, but it's also clouded by her own wants and her own desires. So let's say Liz is like, I want to win the lottery and she sees herself coming into a lot of money that doesn't necessarily mean she's going to win the lottery. It means maybe she's gonna work her ass off and get a lot of money. So it's it's not a clear vision as to why. So when it came to the proposal, she could not see her ring. She could not see when it was going to happen. The only thing she could see and pick up on was a proposal was coming soon. Now, could that be for somebody else or could that have been for her? Again, her desires and everything would cloud that vision. So all she sees is a proposal and maybe she only sees a hand with a ring on it. Doesn't see what the ring looks like, doesn't know whose hand it is or anything. So it's that's how it kind of works.
0: Yeah, I knew it was coming too, but I thought it was going to happen in April for some reason. I kept seeing April as the date, Um, but yeah, that was kind of what I thought anyway. Alrighty, next question for me.
1: All right, next question. Uh, What is the most difficult part of your job? I know this. (laughs) Well, the
0: most difficult part of this job, honestly, isn't even dealing with the spirits. Hell. It's not even dealing with the channeling side of things. I know it's energy taking, but it's part of the job for me. I don't like that. I don't get looked at as a person. Anybody anymore, everyone forgets that I'm a person underneath. And sometimes I give my opinions on things to friends and I'm not doing readings, but people will automatically think I'm giving them readings. It happens way too many times to count. Um, I remember females constantly latching on to me many times over because they're just really hoping and waiting that I'll just randomly read them. And as soon as I stop reading people, they no longer want to be part of my life. (laughs) Now, when people don't know who I am, they'll ask me what I do for a living. And honestly, I cringe every time because I don't want to answer the question. So now I tell people that I do like online consultations. Uh, It's it's tough, but it's true. Uh, Obviously, I have a few people in my core that I let people in slowly now. Uh, There are people that are in like a three strike position in my life and um, I'm setting my boundaries a lot better than I used to. I never used to before. And I think that's probably why I'm so jaded now, because I'm so good, especially in my opinion, at the psychic side of things that people just want me to solve all of their problems. And I would love to solve all of people's problems, but most of the damn time people don't listen to me anyway. Most of the time I'll tell them and they don't like what they hear. So they'll try to be like okay, but so you know you that know I like that- Joseph. And I'll be like yep, I I know you like him, but he's he's not the one for you. Sorry. And people hate when I say things like that. And then they'll try to come up with ways to, like, be like, okay, so can he be the one for now? And, like, still not the one. If you're wasting time on him, like, you know. So I've had so many friends in terrible relationships, and they will constantly want me to help them out. And I'll tell them, just walk out that front door. I know it's hard. I know it's easier said than done. But that's the way it's going to get better for you. You know,
1: that's, that's the power of people making their own decisions. That's another thing that like people, we say this constantly. We say this all the time. You are the creator of your own destiny. This is your story. This is your movie. This is your life. If Liz tells you, Joseph is not the one for you, but you still say, well, fuck it. I don't care what she says. I'm still going to be with Joseph. Well, either a, you're missing out on the opportunity of your real true love or B, you know, you're just, you're you're just miserable you make your own path like liz is there to guide you and tell you what is the better path but if you choose to not take that path that's your that's your prerogative and that's your choice you have then thus now you know ruined your path for yourself potentially sometimes you 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 can get off of it and move on but if it's you know too late you miss that opportunity that's that's your choice right we all make those choices
0: Oh, okay, what about you, Liz? Who do you think you were in a past life that led you to this path? Um, from what I've, r- like, so funny enough, guys, ironic, ironic, a lot of people know this already, I do not like reading into anything of my own. Past, present, future, I don't like reading into anything unless it's, like, an aha moment for me. Like, for instance, um, I, me and Landon, actually, we, I swear he's my therapist, but, like, I had a moment. Like, I blamed myself for something for so long. For like years and years, and then he was like, "You know that's not your fault, right and then I sat there and I sat there and I he nodded. being me. Yes. me, yes, yes, and I was like, "Yeah, you know what you're right it it isn't my fault, and I had my own like mind blowing moment, you know, um, but most of the time I don't like it, but anyways, i did what is going on? I did try to uh Oh, my goodness, what was I going to say? Totally lost my train of thought. Oh, yes, I did try to look into it. I do know for a fact that there is some sort of connection with me and New York City. I don't know what it is, but me and New York City have a bond, and I don't know what it is. So one day, maybe I'll figure it out. Okay, so let's see here. Um, You know what, though? Uh, Maybe if I didn't do it, you know, oft- like as often as I do it now, uh, you know, maybe if I did it like a few days a week, because a lot of people, sorry, just to put this out there, a lot of people ask me all the time, like, hey, can you pick up on an energy outside? Like, do you see spirits when you're just hanging out and seeing things in the world? Like, Yes, I have been able to do that multiple times over, but because I do so much mediumship readings, spirit readings now, I just, I'm so burnt out. I don't even have the energy to even entertain it. If I do it less, and at some point I will do it less, maybe I'll be able to go ahead and do it.
1: Well, can you give us, uh, like, an example?
0: Ah! I had a client. uh, I'd met her back through my job at Sacred Quest in Whippy, Ontario. And I had an opportunity. This was actually a really great place for me to start doing readings originally. I had done readings previously to this but this was like where I went above and beyond doing people I know. And uh, basically the store would sell like gemstones and I was able to offer my services. And people would come in and pay for readings for me which was great. So She came in one day uh, and got a reading from me. She was blown away. And that exact day, unfortunately, I didn't have a vehicle for that moment. So she drove me home. And uh, she gave me her phone number. And I was like, yeah, we should hang out. We have, like, very like-minded energy. Well, um, unfortunately, uh, at the time that we had met, she kind of met a dude that was not into, like, readings. And then she, like, kind of ditched me. And then once she and this guy split up, she came back and was like, we should go for lunch. And as soon as we went for lunch, he or she is asking me a boatload of questions. And it was really disheartening because I just felt like that's all she wanted. Like anytime we would hang out, whether it be like going to the res to get marijuana or like, I don't know, just hanging out watching a movie. She'd just turn it into somehow ants asking me psychic questions and I would always feel super obligated. So I put a big stop on all that.
1: I would I remember the time we had just come back from doing that really huge party when you did like in-person parties and uh we were like so dead, so tired. I had a migraine because that was like one of the first parties that we would did together that I did a majority of like telling uh people what I saw and Then she comes over and we were like, we're just hanging out. We're just chilling. We're not trying to do nothing. And we told her beforehand, please do not ask us questions because we are just way too tired. We just did a party. But if you want to come over and hang out and just, you know, shoot the crap, like do it. And then she proceeds to literally the second she comes in the door, continuously asking us all these questions all the time. And we even told her again, face to face, please stop asking us. We're so tired. We're not doing any readings right now of any kind. And she just totally ignored us and kept asking over and over again.
0: And then like it happens, it would happen super often. So that's why I don't do it anymore. I used to just give my friends like little tidbits of life and this and that. And I just, now I just, I'm like, no, I'm not doing that anymore.
1: Um, it is very hard. It does suck. It, it it's hard for us to trust people. It's hard for us to make friends. I think like a lot of people are like, "Oh, I want to be your friend." Like to be our friend, you literally have to ask us zero questions. Like that's how you pass the friend test. Like and I mean zero questions. Not about your own life, not about anything else, not anything in relation to what Liz does for a living at all. Period. Like you want to talk to us about video games, you want to talk to us about weed, you want to talk to us about Uh, like anything, Pokemon, anything, or just daily life things, that's like the only way you get to be our friend. The second somebody's like, I have this spirit in my house and it's really freaking me out. Bye, X. Uh, like nope it's over I no longer can trust you because we literally are so much more than this like and Liz is so much more than her gift like way more and we like to hang out we like to chill we like to just be chill people like Liz said we like to watch wrestling we like to go to Pokemon events we like going out Pokemoning riding our golf cart swimming we do all these extra activities to give Liz the time to regain like think of it We say this question so frequently, we get this question all the time, how does Liz recharge her battery? By not doing this, that's how, by not doing it. So by going swimming and just swimming around and totally shutting her brain off or going and, you know, playing laser tag or anything that we can do as an activity to get her brain focused on something else. That's how she recharges her battery. You can't make, you know, calls and text your friends and sit on video chat all day without plugging that phone in. Like it's going to die at some point during the day. That's exactly what happens to Liz. The more reading she does, the deader she becomes. And if she does not get the time to take a break from that, then she can never recharge. So, it is it is really sucky because we we really don't have a, we don't have really any in person friends. We have a couple of friends that we've seen along the way. They unfortunately live in other places. Like we have met Catherine a few times, but she lives in Quebec, so like she lives pretty far from us, so we don't get to see her often. Catherine's a great person because she asks us zero questions, zero. She's never asked a question ever, so we applaud her for that. Like and she's one of our biggest supporters. She's been there. Literally since the beginning. Yes,
0: yes. Yes. On the Facebook group, on our Freaked Out podcast group, we will allow people to submit their Pokemon codes so we can be friends. (laughs) Just an FYI. That's allowed. Um, All right. Uh, Okay, Landon has, uh, I've got a question for you. What do you find the hardest thing to deal with being married to a psychic medium?
1: You being a psychic medium. And not for any other reason than the fact that this job takes so much time away from me. Yeah. I I like, I like, I think people think that like, I get, I hear this a lot on your TikTok and everywhere where people are like, oh my God, it must be so awesome being married to somebody who can do this. Yeah, sure, but not really because everybody's constantly asking her questions. Uh, people put a lot of pressure on her and Liz has her own, like her own deadlines, her own things that she wants to accomplish. She does not like to upset people. She does not like to make people like uncomfortable or anything. So like, for instance, like if you guys get a reading from her and you get like, let's say an email reading and you don't actually read that email that comes that says it's going to take a month and then you come in the chat the day after you booked and you're like, where's my email? That puts pressure on her. That makes her sick. When she gets all this pressure that stresses her out and that's what makes her sick. And she's got to like, then she feels like she's got to stay up till two, three in the morning, completing someone's email because she's afraid, which has happened to us in the past because they did not read something and they did not read that fine print. They go and then take their money back because they're mad that they didn't get it. And then that puts even more pressure on Liz. And I think it's really unfair. Uh, This is a craft. It's just like a doctor, a surgeon. If you want your surgery done before the 4th of July and the surgeon's like, I'm sorry, I can't do it and you're like well screw you and you go to another surgeon like you know that surgeon you know they can't do anything about it they're booked up until that point they're busy uh but to just be like i'm gonna go take my business elsewhere like that's just a little crazy just because you're not getting your way um but i would say that is the biggest thing uh you know i want to talk to her and hang out with her and I don't get very much time. And even when I do hang out with her 99% of the time, it's her doing something in relation to working, whether it be the podcast or finishing emails or doing readings or anything. So yeah, that, that is, you're always busy always.
0: It's very true. And you know, I don't even, I'm so busy. Sometimes I don't even have time to reflect on all the special new things that are happening. I have so many things to tell you guys. I just never have enough time to do it. So I'm trying to find time to genuinely like cut certain things out. And, uh, unfortunately the podcast, and I love it to death. I do. Um, but the podcast, because we're going down in certain areas of the podcast, Uh, A few of the episodes may be getting cut out. We might be going from four episodes a month to two episodes uh, to keep my sanity up as well at some point. I don't know when exactly we're going to do that, but that is something to come if we don't, if it doesn't pick up momentum, in my opinion. Um, But anyways, thank you for answering that question. Uh, I have, I do have another question for me here.
1: Yeah, this question, this is my question to ask you. Uh, So since we have started the podcast, have you gained any new abilities off of it?
0: Now this is the thing I've been excited to talk about. So many weird things have been happening, especially lately, guys. Like, I've told you guys in the past, because I'm constantly doing readings all day, all night, I don't get a lot of time to hone in on my energy, because I'm just forcing the energy, right? So I don't have a lot of time to just let it flow naturally, right? Which you're not supposed to do that too much. But you know, I'm crazy. But when I have those rare moments, little things do come through. For instance, the other day I was sitting in a, not sitting, standing in a pizza store. And there were so many people coming in and out of that place and they were losing their mind and angry. It was really crazy. But anyways, I felt and I could taste um, a gun. I I saw this guy who came in and I just can sense the metal and it, I could sense that it had been used before on a person or an animal, not exactly sure how, but it was really intense. Now, obviously, where we're hanging out currently, like, guns are allowed, so it's not, like, a crazy thing, but it's a good thing for me, I guess, in a sense, but then again, it's not. But anyways, if I at any point felt that that guy was getting angry, I would have bounced out of there one way or another, but... It's kind of like a blessing and a curse at the same time, but I can feel it. And I've never felt that ever in my life. (laughs) Um, It was really nerve wracking. Obviously, no one's intention is to harm other people, but I do have to remind myself, you know, basically, okay, people are not trying to hurt other people often. Like, yes, people do crazy shit, but it's not everybody. Um another thing that's been happening to me is when we've been hanging out with certain um certain places in the world I've been sensing like dead bodies. Uh there was a TikTok I had recently done and I do plan to go where I said that the body could potentially be and take a look. I was extremely nervous to do this guys because I do have ironically like a fear of dead bodies, and not just people, animal dead bodies, uh, bug dead bodies, they freak the shit out of me. (laughs) I think it comes from my abilities, honestly. I've been afraid of those even longer than I remember my abilities, honestly. Um, But yeah, so we're going to try it out, though, see what I can sense. Uh, It is scary. Um, Just so you guys know, The closer you are to, like, a dead body, especially if the person was murdered or committed suicide, sometimes I can go through the physical emotions of what they've gone through. And that happens on video calls as well. But when I am in person, I can feel it stronger. So let's just say somebody drowned. I would feel burning sensations in my throat. Um if somebody hung themselves, I'd feel like I was being choked. Uh if somebody was beaten up my he- like in the head, I'd feel my head pounding like so it, I feel all these like physical issues when I get close to dead bodies. It's pretty intense and it's been happening more and more so lately. So Uh <laughs> yeah, it is crazy. Uh now I think The worst thing I can pick up on, which, you know, is a curse, in my opinion, because I am, for those of you who know me, I tend, I try to stay out of the comment section of my Facebook, not my Facebook, my TikTok, sorry, I don't like the comment section, it literally makes me want to take down my video, uninstall TikTok, delete my account, like, I just, I don't take evil comments well at all. But unfortunately, I can hear when people are talking shit about me. I can hear when people are jealous about me, uh, especially if I have a close relationship with that person. And it is extremely loud. So when my mom is like dissing me, I can hear it. When my friends are like angry or jealous of something going on, I can hear it. <laughs> and I don't like that shit. So I'm tr- I try very hard to turn that off. I don't like paying attention to that stuff because I'm a people pleaser and people pleasers don't like that shit.
1: I'm just going to touch on this because Jackie uh, had mentioned it and this is definitely something we get all the time. So she said, uh, I could get readings every day with uh, going back to you being psychic. Now, see, that is the misconception People think because my wife is psychic I get readings from her. I do not. You know why? Because she's doing readings for everybody else. So I don't feel like, one, I could never do that to her. She's like she's always doing readings all the time for everybody else. I never go to her and be like, give me a reading right now. Or ask her, even in a nice way, couldn't even do it because I know that she wants to, when she's not doing it, she doesn't want to do it and I don't want to do that to her now has Liz given me readings before in the past absolutely sometimes even currently she will like sometimes like tell me like if I'm going in for like a job or something and I'm like oh my god I'm so nervous I'm not gonna get this you know she'll just be like no you're gonna get it like chill out you're gonna get it Uh, like so it might be like a question like that and I don't even ask her she just tells me Uh, But no, a full-on reading, no, I would never ask her for that uh, because she does it too much. She does it way too much, and I don't want to put that on her. Like, when we get to spend time together, even if my curiosity and I want to know, I still won't ask because I just don't feel like it's right to do that.
0: Which I can sense that on him, but he does have curiosity, so I will offer it to him, and I do. I I, I I will avoid it at all costs, though. I will wait until the absolute last minute. Like, I have to see Landon having, like, a full-blown anxiety attack. Like, freaking out about something pretty major in order for me to even offer him something. And it's not any reason other than, like, in my mind, I'm like oh man, I wish I could help him. And then I'm like, oh wait, shit, I can help him. I I can do this, (laughs) right? Because I don't even think about it most of the time, honestly, for my own own life specifically.
1: Yeah, no, Jackie, I I was just saying, we do get that question a lot because it comes up on her TikTok quite often when she's on TikTok Live. They're always like, oh, Landon must be so lucky because he could just ask you anything anytime. Yeah, no, I don't do that, it's rude. Uh, So I was just putting that out there. I find it very rude. In my opinion, I wouldn't want someone to do it to me. I've always been taught treat someone the way you want to be treated, and I definitely wouldn't want to be treated like a workhorse, a mule, or a a pocket pocket psychic, which is a big reason why I do not do this uh, for a living. Um, I have been pretty right about a lot of things that I put out there for my friends and everybody else I could pick up very easily. Even random people. I like... Can just look on the street, and like if I see a homeless person, I'll be like, Oh, yeah, they're about to go to jail. Like, and then, oh, all of a sudden, five minutes later, cops are there hauling them away to jail. Like, I can see those things, but I don't do it for a living because I see what my wife goes through, and I would have already snapped a long time ago, in my opinion. But, anyways, moving right along here, because uh, we are a little off track with time, uh, going back to your thing here, uh, speaking of your spirit guides, uh, my spirit guide. Just to let you guys know, my main one, his name is Franklin. I love Franklin. Uh, Now, he's been with me for probably my whole life. As long as I can remember, he's always been there. Um, But you don't really talk about your spirit guides too much, though. Um, You specifically don't. Uh, I don't really talk about mine either. Yeah,
0: I mean, honestly, it's because my grandma is so loud. She's kind of, like, involved herself in being my own guide, so it's difficult for me to hear anyone else's voices above hers uh so I know that they're there. I can hear them, but my grandmother steps forward because I'm basically doing what she wanted to do her whole life. It's like you know she wanted to be a figure skater, and then now she's put her dream onto me, so like she's like my biggest one of my biggest spirit um cheerleaders in the background and and I hate to say this, but like me and her had um that we feel the same way about my mom so like she's another person in my corner about my mother you know so it's like it's kind of nice to have her there in that way um yeah she had unfortunately 9 children uh did not believe in birth control in any capacity but then get it that was the day by the time she was old enough like all her kids were grown Um, people obviously started to die and she didn't really want to do it anymore for herself. Uh, she did it every once in a while. She did predictions on like babies. She would tell people like, oh, she told my mom she was having a girl when she was pregnant with my brother. My mom was so excited. And then like three weeks later, my grandmother's like, nope, I was wrong. It's a boy. I found a blue cloth. I, I, that was a mistake. I was, must've been somebody else I picked up on. My mom was super pissed because she wanted a girl. But anyways, my grandma was right. I had my She ended up having my brother. Um, my grandmother predicted a lot of different little things. I can't remember a lot of it, sadly. She's been gone for quite a while now, uh, and she stopped doing predictions pretty much after my grandfather passed on. So I was only, God, how old was I? 16, 17. I think I was about 18, 17, 18 years old. Selena was not born yet. Uh, when my grandfather died. So my grandma had stopped doing readings pretty much since he got sick. So she stopped doing readings by the time I was like 14. So it's been a minute for me since she's done readings. I wish she had. And I wish I had been more involved in it. I just wasn't, unfortunately, back in the day. But now she guides me in the afterlife. Um... What is in store for us next? Okay, guys. Well, uh, this month we're going to be covering a couple of episodes, four episodes actually. Um, But I did want to let you guys know that eventually too, like we do want to keep, we want to work on the YouTube side of things. I just don't know exactly when that's going to happen. We really, really want it to happen. Unfortunately, we're still in a transitional period of of finding a permanent uh, place to live. So once we get that situated, then we can focus on the YouTube side of things. But I do want to let you guys know, we do plan to travel all over the States, picking up on certain energies for certain people, certain spirits, all that stuff. And we're going to focus that all possibly on the podcast, but definitely on YouTube. So that will be something to look forward to in the future. Um, And then just an FYI, guys, uh, if you guys do book readings with me, I know Landon touched on it a little bit earlier, but please definitely follow the emails. Basically, the email gives you all the information. And, like, a lot of people just skim through it. When you skim through it, you you make mistakes right off the hop. (laughs) I have an email address specifically for email readings. It is completely different than responding back to let me know who you'd like to connect to that is passed on. And email readings right now are taking approximately a month to complete. Um, I, I had like 50 in December, 50 in January, 50 in Every month I had 50 email readings except June. June is the first month that I have gotten only like 22 email readings, which is a big change. So, yes, it's still going to probably take me about a month because, goddamn, I have been doing emails out my wazoo the last couple of months. So I want to take my time this month doing them.
1: Yeah, no, Jackie, a hammock or hanging chairs would not work for a bed at all. First of all, Liz is terrified of heights. (laughs) um, So that – No, that ain't happening. Second of all, uh, she gets motion sickness. So like if she's on a boat, she gets sick. So if she swaying back and forth, Liz move, I move too much. We both are constant rollers. We're very restless sleepers. Um, so no, we would be moving flying off that hammock and we'd be turning into Hannah off a big brother of last season, smacking our heads off of the wood and crap like that. So no, no bed or hanging chairs or anything like that. Yeah, I I
0: just just need a completely comfortable bed and I'm good.
1: (laughs) Yeah, no, I need a nice big fluffy cloud bed. That's what I need. And yes, we, we promised Catherine at one point in time, uh, whenever we land somewhere, we would build her a hut so that is what we will do when we get to that point. <laughs> yeah, and we're just way too, I'm way too big for her to be on no hammock. I'd have to have my own hammock myself. <laughs> but then I would probably feel like I'm on a boat, which I don't hammock, like that. Hammock really. for
0: about three minutes while I swing and then it falls.
1: Yeah, not to sleep in, like just to sit on for a few seconds. Yeah.
0: Exactly. Um, and then we are going to be uh, doing the next episode, by the way, guys, so we are dropping uh, Adam Walsh's episode as soon as we're done this live tonight. So you can expect to see that here in the next few minutes. Uh, we also will be doing uh Jelani Day's episode next week. And then the week after, I cannot remember who we're doing right now off the top of my head, but it is all posted on Facebook. But we will be coming back to do the Duggars Part 2. There is a crazy load of things I didn't even know is great because I keep getting all of these little facts about them coming up. And it just gets me more and more visions of it. I had no idea, by the way, that Josh Duggar's wife was still behind him. I didn't even get to that point.
1: Oh, you didn't know that? No, I thought oh, oh, is. Yeah, no, she, she, she left his ass. No, no, no. Anna is 100% still, like, she does not believe that her husband is capable of those things. She does not believe that he did anything to their children <laughs> or would do anything to her children or other children. Like, she just doesn't believe it. She's like, I'm standing behind him. He's given her no reason not to believe him, so She's full force team Josh.
0: Oh, gosh. Okay. Well, maybe we'll be able to help her out at some point. <clears throat> Alrighty. But, yeah, that is basically it tonight. Thank you guys so much for joining us. Um, this live will be available for those who did not get to listen to it. And, yeah, uh, that's about it.
1: Yeah, the Duggers are absolutely crazy. Everybody knows the Duggars. Everybody. I'm not shocked that your mom doesn't. You know, even my grandma watched that show. I mean, I feel like everybody knows who the Duggars are. Uh, they are definitely brainwashed. Absolutely. Everybody wants to shake her. Yeah, her poor kids. Jackie
0: doesn't Jackie know who doesn't they know who are they until, until I told, until I told her. her. She was like, who and what, where, why,
1: how? <laughs> I never would, Catherine, I never would honestly have watched the show at all. But my ex-wife was like totally like, totally infatuated with this family like she was just like I can't believe these people they have such a great life they have all these kids and they have a great life and I'm like that doesn't mean crap like what you see on the outside does not mean that's what's happening on the inside um but I I I was kind of forced to watch that but you guys have a good night and remember to stay freaked out